Tonight is your chance to see how it all began, to relive the excitement that is V, the most extraordinary miniseries ever. Brain turds. No. Yeah. They were like uh, they were like plants and brains mixed together with some weird. Yep. And they were blend. like they looked like little yeah. gummy worms. They were shitty. Welcome, folks. It is Couch number forty four. I am Master Torgo. I am Doctor Vlark. The famous Paul. And we're here. But right over you doing it. That was horrible. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, you know. I'm an evil man. No respect for Jeff. No, my God. I do have people tell me, like, how come you're not on the show? I'm like, because I'm the one running the camera. Because you're the lifeblood. Ugh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> He's like the pancreas. <laughs> I like the appendix. <laughs> Unseen and necessary. The pancreas. Oi. Well, here we are here to talk Week and Geek, but before we do that, let's go to news you don't give a shit about. Here we go. Yeah. Oh my, this, okay, this is an actual Etsy product Wonder, pitch. Oh, Etsy? Yeah. When it's, when it's Etsy, you know it's good. <laughs> is your pet feeling left in the dirt because of his or her unsightly rear? What? I've got them covered. Oh, rear boy. gear yep. is handmade in Portland, Oregon, and offers a cheerful solution to be rid of your pet's unmanicured backside. Oh, Rear gear comes in my. many designs, including a disco ball, air freshener, heart, flower, biohazard, smiley face, number one ribbon, cupcake, sheriff's badge, dice, and you can even make yours custom. So there's rear gear for everyone. Yes, these are doggy anal badges. Wow. Now, really? Wow. What do they, how do they attach? I, I, I'm still not quite sure. Is it like sure. a beret over their hips? I, I don't know if it's something that, that, that ties over. I don't know if it's a sticker, like a, an ass sticker. Uh, Maybe it's like pants you have to put on. You have to go put their legs through it and then pick it up over their back. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So All I'm, I know... Paul doesn't want to know because then Anne will purchase it and no, his she dogs won't. will be wearing she won't. she won't do that to the dogs, I don't think. <laughs> Boo. So how long till it, there's one for humans? They're, they're already ones. Those are all over those those pants that say sexy and booty and. There's anal jewelry. This always gets what? me. The, the, the people that put the sweaters. <laughs> no, it exists. What is it's it? This, this little thing that you, you put in there, and it's got like a jewel on the end. Where do you put it? Guess where? Yeah, but where? In the butt. And you just sit it there. Like in the butt. It just kind of sits there. Apparently, I saw this in one of those catalogs when I was going to the porn convention. Well, who? So it's like this is bedazzling, bedazzling your bum hole. Is that yes, what you're saying? It's bedazzling. So is it like bum. a plug, and then you can see? It's a tiny little plug. You just put it. Okay, I can't draw your diagram. This is a podcast. It's a, <laughs> it's a cork. That... Yeah, it's a cork with a diamond on the end of it. Hey, I'll go get a cork. Bend over, and I'll show you. <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> Brandon Braga. I, do I have to go? Yeah, no, All right, that's it. Far enough. <laughs> but how much worse does it get? A 14-year veteran of Star Trek writer and producer, one of the most divisive individuals to ever emerge in the Star Trek Star fiction Trek franchise. He did some good stuff, but he did some terrible stuff. Right. After co-writing 1994 Star Trek Generations movie with Ron Moore. Yeah. Right. Trekkies labeled Braga as the guy who killed Kirk. Then, when Braga went on to produce Star Trek Voyager, creating Jerry Ryan's cat suit clad character Seven of Nine. Yep. Eventually developed an off-screen relationship with her, uh-huh. and je- jealous Trekkies have hated him ever since. The latest, <laughs> I don't think that's why they've hated. The him. latest brag of bashing comes on the heels of Fox's announcement 
that they've struck a seven-figure deal with Braga, who currently produces 24, right. to develop new shows for the network. According to, to Variety, Braga hinted that there is a possibility he might return to the science fiction genre after his terrestrial experience on 24. All right, well. Wow, I can't tell you how many ways. That was a bad deal for them. <laughs> seven, seven figures. Hey, you know what, though? No, I mean, you know, we talk a lot of smack on Braga, but he, you know, he made the Borg. This is true. Uh, he he, he could have named of, him better. Yeah, but he no, I cool think Borg's stuff, a great man. name. He's, you know what? It, what it comes down to is he's a fine writer. He's a questionable producer. I think is is really what it comes down to. And and he always wrote with Ron Moore as a partner. So I I think Moore was the more technical and the fleshing out of the ideas that he had. I mean, I I can't completely confirm this, but I mean. I mean, Braga did Threshold, and I, I thought Threshold was a fine show up until it you know, was unceremoniously canceled after, what, six episodes, something like that? Well, this is a Fox deal, so it's not right. like he's, you know, the well, shows I are going to last long. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, it'll be put on Friday night, it'll be given a 10-episode run and canceled, just like every other sci-fi series that Fox has played other than X-Files. Whatever, I'm underwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. After years of going up against the likes of Netflix, Redbox, and internet piracy, Blockbuster may be voluntarily declaring bankruptcy. Yes, so from, I heard. Wow. From Hollywood Reporter, the once mighty video chain, which reported a fourth quarter net loss of $434.9 million, have been trying to diversify to new distribution channels as rentals and sales of its 6,500 stores worldwide continue to dwindle. Apparently, Blockbuster is about $1 billion in debt. In its filing with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, the company said our level of indebtedness may make it more difficult for us to pay our debts as they become due and more necessary for us to divert our cash flow from operations to debt service payments. There's going to be a lot of scratched-up DVDs for sale pretty soon. <laughs> they've, already, they've already closed, like, half the stores here in Las Vegas. Yeah, really? I mean... Do they have, like, massive going-out-of-business sales? Um, no, they no. transfer their inventory to other stores. Wow, what a deficit. Blockbuster video. <laughs> <laughs> what a difference! <laughs> Let me ask you: when, uh, when they when they crack open a new DVD to put it in the uh, in the cases, yeah, do, do they save the old cases? Because I'd like to buy some DVDs. Sometimes they do. I don't think any longer that they. I bet the way they purchase them, they don't come with uh, those kind of cases anymore. Would make it cheap. I'd imagine they come as just the the sleeves. Oh yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, who knows? I mean, because those are proprietary blockbuster boxes. That's true. Well, yeah, but they, that's that's because they're they're lockable. But uh, yeah, I know but, that I, mean, I uh, doubt they buy DVDs sometime. in package. I mean, I guess it depend on the size of the distributor. And and it it also depends on how much inventory they purchase. Because I know that I've seen like the full on regular boxes in there for purchase. You know, previously yeah. viewed. But they then again, Todd's bought a lot that that they, come uh, in those proprietary. I boxes. still I still buy. I mean, that's my place to buy movies. Guys, didn't they try to compete with Netflix? Yeah, they have the, the Blockbuster. My wife and I were members of the Blockbuster Online uh, for a long time. You said were. And, yeah, we were. And because they destroyed it, okay? It was, it was really cool. Okay. You could rent. You, would, you had your online rental. Right. right? Uh, every month, you got a coupon for a movie or a game in store. Oh, nice. You got a coupon for a rental in the, in the brick and mortar. Plus the online rental that you could, you know, just like Netflix, send it back and your next queue thing comes up. Was the pricing the same? This was the better thing about it. This was the cool thing. You could take that movie, you could take it into the store, the movie that you had rented through the 
online ser- service, taken into the store, and that would be a coupon for a in-store rental. Oh wow! So you would you would they would scan your your movie that you had just watched that you got through the mail, and as soon as they scan that, that became you have a coupon for a in-store rental. Meanwhile, they're already processing your next movie to be shipped to you. Wow! So you took that movie home that you just rented that night. You'd watch that a day later. You've got another movie. I mean, that somebody, sounds like a much better deal than that. It Netflix. was amazing, but they stopped doing it. Because was it not cost effective? I guess not. I mean, I was watching films hand over fist and going into their store a lot. I don't know. I, I don't know why they stopped, the, 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 but they took all the perks out of that, that model to the point where we we're like, screw it, because the, that was the thing that Blockbuster had going for it. They still had the brick and mortars and that really quick tr- turnaround trade action. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you could get in on if you really played your cards right with it. But what they didn't have was Netflix selection. And there's... They're Blockbuster. How do they not have Netflix? I know, but and, they didn't. And Netflix has got the instant streaming, too. Well, that's new. Well, that's new. That's, yeah. right. that, had, that came on, and that, that kind of sealed the deal. It's like, well, then goodbye, Blockbuster. You've taken away the coolness of your previous program, and you don't... They didn't. They did not have the super rare movies that you want to see for rent. Huh. Which is weird because I'm sure Blockbuster started with a lot more than Netflix ever could. But Blockbuster tends to carry more mainstream stuff too. That was know, the thing. Was I mean, they're not going to carry the the Japanese movies that we like to watch so or the documentaries and stuff. It was the choice to well, carry. Well, I, I think shit? it. I think that's it's a big part of it. I think it's a wider selection that Netflix has is what really killed Blockbuster's service. Because wow. I mean, on paper, yeah, it's great. You know, okay, I'm done watching this movie. I don't want to wait. You know, three or four days for my next movie to come. I'll just take it into the store and swap it out. Well, I guess there's also the cost of running the bricks and mortar campaign, it, bricks and mortar yeah, campaign um, uh, stores. And yeah. though, if, if if they were going that strong for that long, they expanded like crazy. Yeah. You remember that was part of while we were still working for uh, Paramount Parks, uh-huh. a Viacom company. Blockbuster was, was already, already dragging down the rest of the company five That's years. Why they ago. sold it off? <laughs> yeah, it was dragging the company down five years ago. Some, some, Sumner Redstone got rid of that thing. Huh? Who bought it? CBS? Didn't, no, not CBS. Who Whatever. They just, sold it off. I, I forget I who know. they sold it to, but yeah. They might have bought it back. <laughs> if they got rid of all their, all their uh, uh, real life, all their, bricks, all their brick and mortar stores, would they be able to make a profit? No, because they're, they're online too much rental in services. Debt. And they're online rental services. Or they're online email. No. Boo. Netflix has got them licked, man. Whatever. They should have did porn. Hey, on a, on a quick side note, did you guys hear? Netflix is looking about uh, bringing functionality to the DS. What? Yes. <laughs> to the t- what is this? Yep. yep. Really? Yes. Netflix is looking about putting their films on a DS, and I would get that in a second. Even How are you going to watch a movie on a screen that small? Too small. Man, I watch movies on my wow. uh, iPod mini. What? I watch The Dark Knight on my you iPod crazy. all the time. Dude, I would break that sucker. Next, I'd be so pissed off. Next on Postage I'm, Stamp Theater. If I'm sitting, <laughs> if I'm sitting wait, it is. If I'm sitting waiting somewhere and I have nothing better to do, I'll throw on Star Trek or Dark Knight and I'll watch it. It's tiny, hey. yes, but it's but but the, but the sound is great. Anybody <laughs> remember those old portable TVs that had that that had the huge magnifying glass that you would snap yeah. on? That's what? what it reminds me. of. They were like no. little color LCD TVs, but the picture was only about that big. No, because so I had, had in my magnifier. family, we had a 
a big boy TV. <laughs> so no, I'm talking about the portable ones, the ones that you can take with you and to, that's to see what the I'm, screen. That's what's awesome about it. You're the portability nuts. of it. Are you kidding me? You're nuts. Dude, just sit down and watch a, watch a half hour comedy on your DS <laughs> while you're waiting in the lobby? Perfect. I have a hard enough pl- time playing games on my DS. Oh, you guys. Look what it has to compete against. What? That! Well, okay, okay. Yes, I'm saying if you can't be in the comfort of your own home and you don't own a $18,000 iPod or a tablet, then, you know, this is the better solution. It's less cumbersome than a... Man, I'll watch shit all the time on my DS. You know Whatever. what? I, no, I say read a book. No, look, Bring a book. Get a friend with thumbs you know, and you play thumb more. I'm one of the guys they who make Star Trek the books. Game Boy Advance... Uh, I'm I'm one of the guys who bought the Game Boy Advance cartridges that contain two Pokemon episodes. Grown, <laughs> <laughs> solid state. You grown now, but that was the future. That's what's coming, man. Solid state recorded media that doesn't well, okay, move. Yes, I've said that for a long time, but, but I'm saying, I don't. Not, not on screens that are two inches wide. Well, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's hyper portable. That's now, awesome if you're two inches tall. <laughs> Listen, well, okay. it's huge. TV for the littles. You're right. a freaking Smurf. But it's it's pushing stuff in the right direction, and soon you'll have that stuff no. like that 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 phone that's got the projector on it. What? Even if you were three apples high, it would be sad. Yeah, you'd be like, man, this is fucked up. I don't know. <laughs> I love my DS. I moving on, ideas. moving on. <laughs> Give me some well, more you know what? That's a that, that's a fine intro into Week in Geek. So that's ah, Week in Geek now, because right. that's a week in geek. not much in the way of shit news. So that's a good thing. Although that's I'm sure thing. I'm not going to give a shit about something you're saying. So just that's hit just, me with this it. This is very true. Well, this week the Indian military. Oh wait, am I in the right section? Yes, Indian I am. Military. Indian military has announced its decision to use the world's hottest chili pepper, the Bahut Jalukya. Or ghost chili, ghost chili yes. to fight terrorism within India's borders. Ooh. Defense scientists will replace the explosives normally found in small hand grenades with chili powder to immobilize without killing. Just how hot is the pepper? It's reported to have a score of more than one million Scoville units, oh! which is the measurement amount of the uh, chemoreceptor stimulators in any given chilo- chili pepper. Wow. For comparison... Average pimento pepper ranges 100 to 500, and jalapenos from 2,500 to 8,000. What's astounding is a pepper capable of choking terrorists and forcing them from hideouts is actually edible. In northeast India, the Bahut Jalukya is not only appreciated for its taste, but also touted as a cure for stomach troubles, a way to fight summer heat. Other potential uses include... I would think that would cause stomach troubles. (laughs) I know it. With Fight heat. Other potential uses include aerosol self-defense de- sprays for women, body temperature-raising food supplements for soldiers deployed in cold weather, yeah, fences yeah. coating to deter wild animals, and riot control mob dispersal devices. Yeah, if you eat or drink something hot when it's really hot, it makes you feel cooler. That's why the well, you know the Arabs would drink yeah. tea out in the middle of the desert. Sure. Because hot tea, you drink the hot tea, it raises no, your body you know temperature, it it's like and you're like, ooh, your I feel knee with a lead pipe. You don't notice how freaking hot it is yeah, anymore, do you? Yeah. <laughs> your mind is focused elsewhere. It's true. Oh, my no, God. No, but it actually physically raises your body temperature flavor. so that... No. Flavor? Flavor my ass, okay? Uh, you can't even taste anything with Dude, that many skull peppers, flavors. Dude, peppers simulate a fever in the body. That's, so you're raising your body temperature. It's going to feel cooler. 
That's that's the point of the. Uh, I may know. feel cooler, but I'm also going to be saying, "Oh my God, my tongue is on fire. This burns <laughs> well, so much. Yes. Ow, ow, ow!" And then later on, you'll have the burning ring of fire. That's why you inject it. You inject Duck. it, uh, but it'll clear your sinuses out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They make that spray with like capsaicin in it. It mm-hmm. hurts, but it clears your sinuses right out. That's why yep. whenever I got them stuffed up, I have some. Supposed to be good for cluster headaches, too. Yeah, I tried it. Not so much. No? Yeah, it takes your mind off the cluster headache, let me tell you. <laughs> it takes your mind right off it. <laughs> oh, my God, my nose is on fire. <laughs> Nutty. From Variety, Chris Evans from Scott Pilgrim, Fantastic yeah. Four, Not Another Teen Movie fame, will don the star-spangled superhero suit to play Captain America for Marvel Entertainment. I think he'll do a fine job. Evans accepted an offer made by the He's comic book publisher up. late last week, beating out a number of thespians who st- st- test screened for the high-profile role. The deal, which Evans' reps are finalizing, calls for the actor to star in at least three Captain America movies, starting with First Avenger Captain America, which is set to debut 22 July 2011. Yeah, it was funny. I was just defending him in that role earlier today because uh, people were like, it's like, oh, come on. I'm like, did you guys see Sunshine? Yeah. It's like, he was really good in Sunshine. And that was kind of what sold me on his acting ability. He I, mean, is, I agree. He is funny. Did you guys see Not Another Teen Movie? Oh, yes. Yeah. He's great He's in incredible that. in that I film. I can't count the number of times I've watched he that movie. He is incredible in that movie. He's a very, very talented actor. Yes, he, he is. is. Yeah. But my and I thought he made a great... Too, twofold. Human he's Torch. Gonna, he's got to bulk up a little bit. That's fine. Well, Not that, a problem. Yeah, that was my Not only concern is he's a little too thin. My concern is for the script. It's going to have to be stellar. I mean stellar because Captain America, to me, has been a very... Maybe I'm wrong, but he's been a very one-dimensional character. You're wrong. You're wrong. You haven't read enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've read, read a lot enough. of Captain America. You need to read the Times you, back in the, in look, the late 80s. When but he, he went, can never when do he wrong. Went hardcore <laughs> you, crazy. You, you, I think you, you're talking about the, like, the 1940s and 50s Captain America. No, I'm talking he about the Captain really America deep. that decided against Iron Man in the Civil War stuff. Are you kidding me? I think that's a great character. The, the Brubaker version? Brubaker? Brubaker. Captain America. You can't go against Captain America. He's just not wrong. No, he's not. No, he doesn't suffer from Picard syndrome. He has his issues. There are four lights. What the hell syndrome is Picard syndrome? And what do you mean? Infallibility. Well, yeah, infallibility. He's infallible. Picard syndrome. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not. He was killed for God's sakes. They shot him in the head and he died. Plus, the Red Skull raped his mom. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't make. Him fallible. Yes, that it does. Make he's him... the Red Skull's kid. Nomad, yeah. yo. Nomad. Yeah. What's up? What's up? Huh? They're not gonna get nomad. Into the nomad man with no country. Whatever. Nomad. Whatever. Nomad. Whatever. Keep no. saying nomad. That'll, nomad. That'll What's make up? it better. What's up with Bucky going all Winter Soldier? Again, that's not crazier. him. That's yeah. just here's an infallible man against really crappy odds. Picard. Hey, but. Uh, <clears throat> It'll be fine because even if he doesn't bulk up crazy, he's already ridiculously more fit than any of us here. Uh, combined. combined you know, number, that's number one. But number I two, if you remember, Steve Rogers does not start off strong. He's the wimpy kid who volunteers for the Super Serum This is true. Program. He's basically Bane. Yeah, I get it. So what they're going to do is film him Bane. now he's for the Bane. early he is, pieces. He is Bane. He's pretty much Bane. You're right. He is Bane. <laughs> 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 So great. Next up, now we, Captain America no, versus Batman. Bane. So Bane is a Captain America ripoff. Uh, <laughs> Basically, I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. I'm. I'm not really. I don't have super high hopes for Captain America. But then again, it's just not my cup of tea. I'm excited. I love Captain America. I think it's going to be just fine. It's in good hands. It's Marvel hands. 
Really? Yeah. Dude, they're rocking and rolling yeah. right now uh, with their feature film stuff for the most part. X-Men Origins. Wolverine. Buddy. Who was, which wasn't a Marvel film. That wasn't run by the Marvel studio. That, was, that was Fox. Uh, that was Fox running it. See? Fox. Oh, touche. The what whole party stuff, the, the old school X-Men, the what do you call it? The, uh, the Iron Man, the Hulk. The last Hulk was pretty good. Mm-hmm. The Spideys have been, well, except for three. But two was almost <laughs> perfect. I just want to know how they're going to have it so that he throws that shield and it comes back to him. Well, that sure doesn't the, look like a you see that first one that they did? And it's, it's just you make it out of uh, styrofoam. So when it hits somebody, really? it doesn't hurt. You're going to stick point on that? The, the web shooters were fine for you? <laughs> I can live with the web shooters. What do you mean, how's he going to throw it? Man, computers. We got robots now on the TV. We got transforming <laughs> fool-ass robots. <laughs> You're telling me they can't figure out how to put a, a spherical, not even a spherical. No, he's, he's talking like a, about like I'm the physics about, behind it. I he's never like, understood that with Captain America. I'm like, that should just stay there. Man. That should just go forward and not come back. It's what a the flinging hell? bowl. He got flinging bowl physics. Is that what you do in the Harry Potter movie? Stand up and go, there's no such thing as magic. <laughs> yes, and all the kids cry, and I say Santa Claus is dead. That's preposterous. Easter Bunny is alive. That couldn't work. Your twisted pig Latin doesn't mean crap. Ejaculus Maximus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, going down memory lane, folks. <laughs> Buzzfeed. <laughs> Buzzfeed and HuffPo Coke. Founder and Nike what? sweatshop email. You gotta have to start again. Oh, start again. Start that again. Bus Cleef and Kerf Lartish. Florian Harkenpoke. BuzzFeed. According to Kerf Nerf and Burf Bartish. BuzzFeed. Takes a Flamugan. Go Kerf of his ear. Skiplingleflink. What fucking Rosetta Stone are you reading from? Are, are, you, are you still going over Harry Potter spells? No, yeah. Is this what you're doing? I, I just enchanted your nuts. <laughs> go ahead, read. They feel lighter. See, there you go. BuzzFeed and HuffPo. It's the same damn thing I said. It still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> BuzzFeed no. and HuffPo? Because you will not Rosie let me finish this shit. Co-founder. These are, these, are, these are websites, apparently, that I have never Buzz been to. BuzzFeed. 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 And, and HuffPo. HuffPo? H-U-F-F-P-O. Oh, like Huffington Huffpo. Post? HuffPo. Oh, oh like Huffington, Huffington Post. Post. Yeah. Oh, it's very well be for all I know. It says HuffPo. <laughs> I just HuffPo. Co-founder and Nike Sweatshop email correspondent Jonah Peretti has added another arguably grander feather in his cap. A handcrafted choose-your-own-adventure game in homage to the classic nostalgia-inducing children's book series, Love playable it. entirely on Twitter. Hey, <laughs> I've seen this. <laughs> it, apparently the story, it all starts when you're assigned on a dangerous mission to save the world. You choose between that and going on vacation, and it just keeps bifurcating from go there. Go on vacation. What happens Prepare to die vacation? from your horrible decisions. Boom. Um, lame-tastic. I uh, saw this, uh-huh. and uh, the Twitter site looks like... It's just basic text. You know what this is? This is what the web was before it became the web. It was yes. dork, hypercar, like yes, because Remember choose your own adventure was was grand graphics. What are you talking about? No, but it was somehow amusing. At least they had little graphics to go with it. Well, Twitter maybe it is amusing. I don't know. It was a book. It was it a good? book. It was a fun book. You could flip back and forth, and flip forward. Something about having it in the book made it different. Yeah, you could save your place. <laughs> Let me tell you what. Yeah, you you, you want can flip great, forward and go, no, wait, I didn't make that choice. I'm going to go make the other choice. Adventure, Space Patrol. Best one they ever made. I think I know that it's one. one fine. That was number two, right? Or something. But, yeah, <laughs> buddy, so. Space Patrol. There's no substitute for the books. The Twitter one just reminds me of 
hyper cards that they used to use way back before HTML got popular. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my little web designer. I think it's a fun idea. I haven't played it, but yeah, I like the idea. T- take ten seconds of your life and do it, and then move on. <laughs> Speaking of moving on, NASA has an Office of Planetary Protection. What? And How do it, I join? And its job is to keep us from irrevocably screwing up interaction between terrestrial life and possible extraterrestrial life. Oh, is that that The, thing? the, <laughs> the OPP... Yeah, you know OPP me. OPP predates the moon landings. Who's dancing? I'm getting, I'm getting jiggy with it. I'm sorry. What, what's going on over <laughs> my there? My phone got turned on somehow. <laughs> I did that with my mind. It was my, uh, it was my spell. I did a spell. It, it was all those spells yeah, you launched at me earlier, isn't it? Yep. Goddamn Hufflepuff. You know so how tell me I about do. this uh, NASA thing here. Well, it, it predates the moon landings. Its first goal was to make sure we didn't contaminate other planetary bodies with our stuff, or says John person. Rummel, former planetary protection officer. Quote, if you do, you might end up studying your own contamination rather than what's really out there. NASA's ideas tend to be from the point of view of pure science. Uh, Rummel gave an example. In 1992, I canceled a document that allowed the PPO to arrest somebody who was exposed to extra ter- extraterrestrial life or material. That was originally put into place as a stopgap measure in case somebody who was working on a lunar return samples got exposed but didn't want to go into quarantine. But I read a dissertation showing how this provision wasn't in accordance with the Constitution. I found that disturbing. Yes, Virginia, there is a prime directive. And wow. apparently a Hangar 18. Does it say? The Lunar Receiving Lab? Does it say prime directive? It does not say prime directive, but it pretty much hints at it. You know they all yes. refer to it as the of prime directive, Of course they do. Sure. <laughs> Uh, Dude, did you, you guys no hear? Did you guys hear about Garriott's thing? As in uh, Richard Garriott? Yes. No. Let's... Lord Lord British is the first man, and he's kind of just saying this stuff in a sort of uh, let's get a conversation started way. All right. But at the same time, it's Richard Garriott. True. He purchased the ownership rights of one of the first Russian satellite or Russian uh, lunar rovers. Can okay. you check this, Barry? Uh, uh, he purchased, I can't remember the name of the, the lunar rover. But anyway, so Garriott purchased this lunar rover after the rover became defunct, basically. It doesn't work anymore, but it's up there on the moon, right? Okay. So he purchased this rover. So through a bunch of him and hawing and legal wrangling, he claims to have kind of homesteader rights on a chunk of the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Really? He's ba- yeah, he's basically yeah. claiming to be the first homesteader on the moon because he's got he uh, he has physical that property man. that he owns stuck up there on the moon, and he claims that he owns basically what the land that that thing's sitting on, what it explored, and technically what it can observe through its cameras. Imagine if he gets that thing working again. <laughs> well, imagine if imagine you know if. We have a technological advancement within the next 20 years that allows moon travel to be a real thing. No, we did talk about ice on the n- North Pole of the moon. Yeah, and there's, a, there's two kinds now. now. They also discovered there's two kinds of water on the moon now. What? Continue. Well, I mean, we, we all know about Barry's mom's bottom water. <laughs> yeah, so three kinds. I don't know, what, the, but did you see, what, what's the Garriott thing? Did you, did you see it? I see a picture of him... Wearing a crown, saying "I am Lord British," <laughs> <laughs> and this is my moon. I like this that is my game. Mo- and this is my moon. Yeah, there it's you go. It's a fine game. Yeah, so he owns the moon, basically. Yay, Richard bought the moon. Chunk, he owns a chunk of the moon. Well, it, 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 it was an interesting article. You should read up about it because it's it's really fun. It talks about you know who you know because no country owns the moon. 
We have, we have treaties in place that no country can own the moon. That's why people like Pepsi haven't been able to put a logo up there yet. Right. Yeah. But he, yeah. they could buy the rights from Richard Garriott, apparently. See, this is what we're getting at. <laughs> this is where we're heading towards. And it's like, who owns that right? But then it gets into this other crazy thing. It's like a country would have to recognize him as a citizen with territorial rights and then have to go against the treaties of the other countries in the world. So he would first have to join a rogue country on Earth that would dare declare ownership of a chunk of the moon via one of their... <laughs> and you know what? You're probably... What, are you a Dane of Sealand now? I'm a Lord of Sealand. <laughs> and I declare ownership of the moon. I, I would say what you should do, Barry, is grand hand you should really... You, you should compose a letter to Garriott saying... I am a lord of Sealand, <laughs> and if you'd like to become an honorary citizen of my dukedom or whatever you have, I get nothing. What, what do I got? I don't. I got, got a pot papers. to piss in or a window to throw it out of. Yeah, but you know what? You can claim the moon. <laughs> Great! Uh, and now I'm going to be like well, all those other weirdos out in the desert saying, "This is my nation. It's Fredania. I'm Fred." <laughs> And this I'm is my friend. cabin. Welcome and to this is my cow. This cabin is my cow. This is the official cow of Fredania. Hey, uh, I, I got to pay taxes. I also carry guns I all just, the time. <laughs> I just got sent a joke from my wife. Okay. Uh, a neutron walks into a bar and asks how much for a beer. Bartender says, for you, no charge. Tell her to stop <laughs> watching Big Bang Theory yeah, now. Yeah, it must be what she's doing. <laughs> it could, is it on on Monday, Tuesday nights? Who Monday cares? Night. Oh, well, she might. Yeah, she's probably watching the uh, the rerun. <laughs> That's my wife, Attorney <laughs> General of the State of South Australia, Michael Atkinson, has resigned his post as Attorney General. Thank God. Atkinson has drawn much criticism in Australia and from gamers around the world for his stance on mature games, yes. specifically his refusal to allow R18 plus ratings for games. Yeah. The Aussie rating system's most mature level currently is MA15 plus, and anything that is deemed too violent or sexualized for that is considered beyond the system. Since unrated games cannot legally be sold, this effectively bans games out wide nationwide. Among that, among the games that are banned in Australia are Left 4 Dead 2, Silent Hill Homecoming, Fallout 3, and Grand Theft Auto 4. Aside from his draconian stance on mature video games, Atkinson has alarming views regarding importance of internet anonymity. Atkinson introduced legislation came this effect, into effect this year, making anonymous internet commentary on an upcoming ele- election illegal. So you cannot make commentary on what election anonymously. Wow. Although no longer A.G. Atkinson will remain in his post for South Australia's parliament. Barf. Representing Croydon. So, <laughs> though he is gone, the melody still remains. He represents Crichton? Uh, Cro- Cro- Croydon. Oh. Croydon. So I, I assume that's a part of uh, Australia. So okay. if it eliminates anonymity, does that mean that it uh, takes one of the keys of the internet dickwad theory out? He's trying Only to in Australia. Only He's in just, Australia. And only for Sorry. elections. Only for, okay. Go. He just wants to know who his enemies are. Yeah. F but you, but he made it so you had to register if you were going to make if you're going to make a comment regarding elections. Gerg Flarb. So Flarb. he's gone, but the melody here. Good. Uh, yeah, but there are others. He there are others. Damage. Well, you know uh, that sucks that Australia's been missing out on those games, but they didn't miss anything with Silent Hill: Homecoming. Yeah, that's, that's just true. That. This is very true. <laughs> Warner Brothers has announced they will be releasing a big superhero movie every summer from Green Lantern. In 2011, on. <gasps> you know what else I heard they're releasing? 
the Animaniacs. They're going to finally let them out of the tower. Go ahead. Yeah, right there, great. <laughs> this will replace the Harry Potter franchise in the studio's budget. Ooh. As that series of films comes to That's an end. That's a good idea. Well, if, if they put the, that kind of money behind them. Yeah. President and COO of Warner Brothers Entertainment, Alan Horn, speaking at Show West, stated, As we ease out of Harry Potter, we hope to bring you the excitement of the DC As library. As we ease out of Harry Potter. Dude, do I even have to say it? <laughs> I'm all game still. Ridiculous Maximus. <laughs> <laughs> so from out of Harry Potter into Deadpool is that what we're doing <laughs> oh and they're all going to be in 3D the Merc with the Mouth what is all the DC everything's going to be in 3D all the DC uh, comic movies coming uh. forthwith <laughs> you know I said it on Twitter the other day and I'm going to say it again screw all this 3D I want my holodeck <laughs> yeah Get there. Um, they're Get working there. on that for you there so we've got I'm a Batman sure prequel are. The Flash, a new Superman movie, a Wonder Woman movie is inevitable, but then who? Oh, um, uh, Booster Gold. Booster Gold. <laughs> Boom. Although it could be really good. It could happen. You uh, know what I'd like They're going to do Ant-Man for Marvel. You know, what, you know what I'd really like to see? After no... How, what are we talking? Like, that's that's five years Checkmate? of planning, right? That's... Roughly. Okay. By that time, don't you think Nolan will have had his third swing at bat? On, oh, on the, beyond. Okay. So let's do this. Anybody watch Brave and the Bold, the Batman team up stuff? Oh yes. Let's do that. Let's camp it the fuck out. No, come on, I don't man. Wanna... Let's do some Justice Society. Dude, Something silly. Look, look. We've seen silly. It was called Batman and Robin. All right, Batman no, Forever. No, this, this is yeah. camp that silly. wasn't intentionally nice. silly. Yes, it was. And I want to see it. No, it uh, wasn't. Live Bro- Bruckheimer intentionally made it campy and silly. He did that on purpose. No, I wasn't Bruckheimer. It was what's his name, wasn't it? That was uh, oh yeah, Batman and Robin yeah, thank you. was uh, Schumacher. Thank you. Schumacher. Thank you, Schumacher. No, but no, he. I mean, he made he it said, a little. silly. I wanted silly. to make it a living comic. He book. made it a little silly. He said he made it. He said right there. I <sighs> want to make it a living comic book, and he saw his comic books as campy, goofy, and gross. But he didn't do it. He didn't go far enough. <laughs> what do you mean he didn't go far <laughs> enough? He went too far. He didn't go far enough. No, there was all this serious stuff. There was all this shit with Batgirl crying to Alfred and oh Alfred's sick and boo hoo and no, it was a bunch of turd hockey. If they it wanted was to make turd it, hockey, it was, but not for the reason you're saying. It was yeah. turd <laughs> hockey because they were playing turd hockey in Schumacher's colon. Maybe you need to watch those films again, buddy. That's the worst movie ever. Nice. I know Thank this. You. Batman and Robin is the worst goddamn movie ever made. I know that. Up and down the street. I thought Doom was the worst movie ever made. No, no. Batman and Robin is not. worse. Batman and Robin is so fucking bad. You're telling me, buddy? I worked at Ultimate Electronics back in the day when that came out, <laughs> oh. and they had that turkey on the t- DVD all the time because it had good sound or something. It really showed off those speakers, those Bang Olufsen's, dude. No, oh, Alicia Silverstone was so hot in that movie, though. Oh, what's Alicia wrong with her face? Uh, she's, What's wrong with Alicia? She's too pretty. Does she have a little palsy or going on or what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you speak of, sir. You talking about now or then? Oh, I, now I guess. <laughs> I'll do a little search for. Uh, she's Hottie McOtterson. What are you? Oh, do? I don't think so. What are you wrong? Oh, it's a square. 
<laughs> but no, I think they should have gone further. If they were going to go far, because it would go from one minute to be like, oh, I'm going to seduce you. I'm the poison ivy. And then, fart, fart, fart. Here comes Bane. Fart, fart. Dumb. Fart, fart. Yes. And then, and then, <laughs> and then they, and then it'd be like, I'm, I'm Mr. Freeze. I'm going to shoot in the, in the, blah, 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 and then I'll take you in the fray. Because you paid the dick. Chill out. I'll do this forever. Didn't you just tear a little when he was doing the little ice thing with his wife? What? Sitting, Mr. Freeze. Yeah, when sitting, he's all like, I miss you so much, baby. Didn't you tear up? But see, this is what I'm saying. He would put that kind of shit in there where it's like, <laughs> my frozen wife, who I love so much. I can't believe I froze my wife. And now I don't have the technology done freezer. And yet someone's going to thaw her out like a frozen dinner. Like a healthy choice meal left on the counter. Someone went and bought the, the the healthy choice meal, and they thought, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to start a diet." And then they got into the chips aisle and they saw the Fritos, and they put the healthy choice meal on the shelf and took the Fritos instead, and left the healthy choice meal there and didn't put it back like a good consumer. And sure enough, the next consumer comes by five hours later, and the healthy choice meal is there. It's all rotten, and you know why it's rotten? It's like my wife, because they didn't thaw out right. And then heat up. You gotta heat up immediately. Oh! And Bane oh! says, oh, "That's just fantastic." Bomb. <laughs> Bomb. Lame. <sighs> Moving on. Are you done? Battlestar Galactica: <laughs> The Ride. What? What is this? What? Battlestar Galactica: The Ride. Is that a Universal Studios? No, thing? it's coming to uh, the Red Light District in Amsterdam. <laughs> yes. No wait. No, is it, it opens. Is it, it opens this week is at it Universal the Studios. Off simulator, because that's all I want. <laughs> Universal Studios Singapore. Singapore? I didn't know Singapore had a Universal. As part of Sci-Fi City there. Here's Universal's description of the new Battlestar Galactica roller coaster. Engage in the ultimate intergalactic battle between good and evil in the world's tallest dueling roller coasters. Themed after the hit television series Battlestar Galactica, trademark, the the attraction asks riders to choose a side, human or Cylon. That experience intense aerial combat between two spacecraft. The Cylon Raider is a suspended coaster that will turn your world upside down as it rains through vertical loops, corkscrews, and cobra rolls. The Human Viper Mark II is a seated roller coaster that zooms at 90 kilometers per hour and propels you 14 stories into the air while pursuing the enemy. Riders on both coasters will experience unbelievable thrills as they twist, turn, and narrowly avoid collision. Why is it going to sing? <laughs> Because that's the only place they can print T-shirts that say "I rode my sack off." Did you know that, like, I guess from the like seventy, I think it was seventy nine until the early nineties, they had a Battlestar Galactica segment of the uh, the Universal tour in Hollywood. Really? Yeah, they had um, Cylons. You know, Cylons and yeah, they were lame. Uh, somebody. Well, it, they were just they were just animatronics and and very primitive animatronics at that. Um, it's searchable out there, folks. It's on YouTube. Ooh! But uh, I remember when they had you know, the tram ride. The tram, yeah, the, the tram would roll through, and then you're yeah. like, you know, oh it my god, fun. you know, they're Cylons, and they're trying to, you know, enslave us. And, <laughs> and here lasers. comes Captain Apollo, cool. and he runs in and shoots lasers. And did he have a cape? Uh, he, didn't, he didn't have the cape, but he had the hand. yeah. It was, an actor just, it was just up like yeah. Apollo. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And, and then runs and through, and, and he has to mouth dialogue, and then. Sure. But he's got the helmet on, so you really can't tell that it's not the real Apollo. But, I wonder uh, is yeah. if you're on a roller coaster doing the Battlestar thing, are, are you going to even be able to see any cool stuff? Because when you're on a roller coaster, most roller coasters no, no, are this, outside. This is, this is outside. There is no stuff around it. It's, well, it's, no, it's, what the hell? 
you can label it monkey fish ass blaster the roller coaster <laughs> and it's still it's every it's every roller coaster no 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 you get to choose to be the monkey fish or the ass blaster oh, see, that's the difference there you go great so on my battle star experience it's just gonna i'm gonna be looking at like kids puking in the park and trees and which is your typical battle star experience so it's not going to be like an inside thing like the uh, the mummy ride at Universal, no, no, which is nothing, actually kind of cool. In fact, before I did the show, I watched some video of some test of the roller coaster. It's an outdoor roller coaster. looks very extreme, but uh, it's a roller coaster. So it should be called nothing Battlestar. Wait, 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 wait. Extreme! Wait, wait. One track is red. One track is blue. Hey, see? See? Yawn. See? Boo! <laughs> Boo hiss! <laughs> Nintendo of Japan has just announced their next <laughs> handheld unit. I got a handheld unit <laughs> for you. And I took it. Damn it. Tentatively named Nintendo 3DS. Oh, I, I heard about hey, this. Hey, I got, I got one for the, for the roller coaster. <laughs> oh, please, please. We're really going back to this? So say we free fall. Yeah, moving on. The portable platform. <laughs> They're not all winners, folks. <laughs> so say we fall. They're Wee! not all winners, folks. I'm Looking okay. I'm okay. That was a winner. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's probably yes, the Harry Potter uh, roller coaster experience. That's. True. I actually have heard about this. This. Uh, the yes, Nintendo. the portable system will offer 3D gaming without the need for 3D glasses. The 3DS. And will be backwards compatible with DS and DSi games. The Nintendo 3DS is the successor of the Nintendo DS series and will be on display at this year's E3. How do you do a 3D thing without 3D glasses? We can expect the launch to be at the end of the fiscal year, which means we'll see it sometime in, uh, well, between E3 and 2011, March. Apparently there's some kind of technology that they're using on on some iPhone apps. There were some... There was some some stuff... uh, Well, there's a... A force perspective thing that you can do, like you focus on a portion of the screen, and it and the way they do the grid work, it actually makes it look 3D without 3D glasses. Do I gotta cross my there's, eyes? There's video. There's <laughs> video. <laughs> the two dots. There's video of it it's on, on YouTube of a guy that it's, that modded a out a Wii so that like no matter where he is, <laughs> oh yeah, that's no, it's cool. not. It's um, a sailboat. But there's also um, 3D technology that that does not use glasses that I saw at CES this year. Um, some of it is like they put a polarization screen over. A um, fast refresh television, like 120 hertz or higher, so that it's flickering them on and off so fast that your eye doesn't perceive it. This is one and of those it, things where we just you have to see stand it. in like a yeah. You yeah, okay. have to stand we, in like we, a specific spot. But. So E3, get excited because you got that Natal and play or whatever. Natal again for the third E3 in a row. Yeah. Yay! I thought it's only the second E3 that Natal is going to be. It's only second. I think this is the second one. Feels like the third. If you've just been hearing it on and off Feels so like much. Vaporware. It's going to come out, and the first game that's going to be available on it, Duke Nukem Forever. Hey, going back to Hogwarts, the uh, boarding school that made famous in the Harry Potter books and films, best known as the place where witches and wizards gather to learn the tricks of their trade, has gone up in smoke. The set caught fire during the shooting of Harry Potter and the Deadly Hollows final battle scene. In the sequence, Harry raises an army of students to defend the school from the evil wizard Voldemort. The elaborate scene required a slew of pyrotechnics and explosives, which blazed out of control for 40 minutes at the Levittston Film Studios lot where the mock-up castle, made of timber, steel, and plastic, was accidentally set aflame. Whoa. Oh, no. The main cast members were not there at the time, and the 100 crew members on set managed to get away without injury. Of course, some folks may be losing their jobs. 
Damages were estimated to be about $150,000, and Warner Brothers stated production will still be moving forward, but this is obviously a big setback for the schedule. Oof. Hey, check us, Docus. I hope, <laughs> I, hope they, uh, I hope they got it on film. Asshole is virus. <laughs> <laughs> Just like they did. You ever see the uh, DVD set for Legend, the the fantasy movies? I I never saw the DVD set. The DVD set, actually, the uh, Pinewood Studios, I believe, caught on Mm -hmm. fire during that. Oh, an appropriate name. Yeah, no joke. And part of uh, the documentary covers the fire and trying to recover from it. Oh, wow. So it's pretty neat. Oh, hey, hey, I got one for the the roller coaster. (laughs) No. Drop it. There are 12 models, and they have an inverted corkscrew loop. Yeah, moving on. Oh. <laughs> wow. Nice moment killer. Early Wednesday, March 17th, Nicholas Brandon, meet geek Xander of Buffy the Vampire Slayer fame, was tasered and arrested for what? taking a swing at police officers. Oh, dear. It has been reported that the police were notified of a drunk man making a commotion in Venice, California. Making a commotion? <laughs> Is that his official charge? Well, not yet. When the, <laughs> when the cops showed up, Brandon took to flight, giving police chase. And they finally caught up to Brandon. He decided the proper thing to do to a cop would be a wild swing. And then was immediately tasered twice and brought to a hospital where he was booked for felony vandalism, allegedly damaging property during the uh, altercation. Yeah, maybe he was just doing it to get some rip. (laughs) Not like he's done anything since Buffy. I I think he's just bored. Yeah, well. I do that when I'm bored. It's a shame. What, take swing Swing at cops? What else am I going to do? Not like you have all these books and... Eek, better stuff to do. Dimension Films is putting the final touches on the 2011 slate, which focuses on continuing its most successful franchises. The first project to go into production this spring will be Scream 4, Hmm. which Kevin Williamson is writing and Wes Craven has signed on to direct. Nev Campbell, David Arquette, Courtney Cox Arquette will be reprising their roles from the original Scream installments. Joining the returning cast members will be a group of new young actors, the Scream franchise has grossed more than $500 million in the worldwide box office and ushered in a new wave of horror for the 1990s. It'll be released April 15th, 2011. Hmm. I don't care at all. I did not enjoy the Scream films. <laughs> I enjoy. I, I like them. And there's like the article the Barry two. doesn't care about. The first folks, two are really yeah. cool. It was originally conceived as a trilogy and then was launched. So when he sold it, he sold it as a trilogy. What so it was like a full story. Oh, wait, was there not a third one? There was a third there one. Was yeah, a third. Was yeah, yeah the you first... said you liked the first two. I, said, but, I, thought, I thought it was played out, yeah. Well, they did kind of hop on top of each other, so yeah, it, 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 little, it... It was a little whack in the sack. The Scream films remind me of, like, scary movie. A monkey well, rest, Wes? Really? Well, it was the first self-referential <laughs> horror film, so I can yeah. see that aspect. People like monkeys. <laughs> but I think, I think it's a great series. Yeah, we're just going to differ on that one. Yes, we are. Quirk Books is adding a new zombie tale to their collection with the book Night of the Living Trekkies, <laughs> a novel by Kevin David Anderson and Sam Stahl, which sees Trekkies at a convention meet the undead. The publisher, which is known for its literary monster mashups like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, Sensibility and Sea Monsters, hails the book as a strange love child of Galaxy Quest and Dawn of the Dead. When hordes of the undead come to feast upon the attendees at a Star Trek convention, a group of Trekkies fight for their lives using everything they've learned from old Star Trek episodes. Quirk plans to release the new book, which is available now for pre-order, on t- September 1st, 2010. Sounds like a fan wank. As, long as, as premise, long as somebody though. does the, the horizontal Kirk leap, 
where he like <laughs> where he, he goes he goes horizontal and takes three guys out. I love it. That kills me. <laughs> <laughs> he like jumps sideways. In fact, there's a there's a blooper somewhere of the. Normally, I'd agree with you if this uh-huh. wasn't Quirk Books. Uh, is like, that the same uh, company that's doing that. Little Women he and Werewolves? Gone. Like they jump. He jumps, along those same lines. Sideways. I don't know if the same company doing that particular one. I don't know if it's the same company that's doing that particular one, but but they are the ones that's been successful so far with that sort of thing, the Jane Austen stuffs. Hmm. Are they taking it too far? I don't know. Well, it depends if this is good or not. Far enough. Okay, so outside of the roller coaster, they got a hot dogs hot dog stand. Huh? Huh? No. Huh? Hot dogs hot dogs. Fail. No. And there's a there's a there's a Kaylee there. You know what? And you have th- to throw the hot dog through her mouth? <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but he has a point. You remember all the, the food stands around Universal are themed to the area that they're in? Yeah. Like Doc Brown's Fried Chicken was right outside of the Back to the Future ride. I don't remember that. Um, you can have hot dogs, hot dogs, and Boomer's Bloomin' Onions. And so wait, so say we burger stall. Yeah, so say we burger stall. <laughs> Why are Yay! you him? Don't encourage him. <laughs> How about Boomers Bloomers? He's a terrible man. Up, she sells a bunch of cu- it's a bunch of cute underwear. Boomers Bloomers. Uh, uh, oh, Boomers Bloomers could be used Japanese panties. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the right people. I'm sure in Japan that would be Boomers out of this Bloomers. World. I want Boomers Bloomers. Indiana University Chorus Coordinator Lee Sheldon noticed a significant shift in student interest in performance after games like World of Warcraft inspired professors to change how names of much of college coursework is done. Instead of starting class with an F grade now, new students are working with zero experience points. (laughs) What? Similarly, homework presentations are now quests. Exam attendance is fighting monsters. Homework completion is crafting. And projects requiring more than one person are now tackled in guilds. These findings go along with larger industry observations that familiar improve worker performance overall. Quote, the elements of the class are couched in terms they understand, terms which are associated with fun rather than education, Sheldon commented in an interview with IT News. We are teaching the gamer social networking generation. I wonder if they'll start applying well, that in the business office. Too. Well, that's what that's what that <laughs> speech I have workspace. linked up there in the Geek Blog from Ted, that uh, speech that Jane McGonigal gave. It's that's what it's about. It's about putting those kind of real world, those kind of statistical things into the real world for people to want to go after and bringing the fun you know, into the mundane. Yeah, basically bringing the fun into the mundane and making it, it the fundane. <laughs> <laughs> After this podcast, I'm going to go gain rep with your mom. Oh, <laughs> you better hit that with your axe. Uh, won't that be some negative experience points? <laughs> By the way, I hit that with the... Do you have news about that? I hit it with my axe. We already, we've already covered that a few times. Yeah, but it actually came out finally. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I kind of... It was like mediocre, but they say that the, the next ones are actually really funny because you got to have that first thing. But what's funny is there's been kind of a weird backlash. Some gamers, some role-playing gamers, don't like it. Why would they not like? Wait, wait, because guys? porn is selling their reputation. You know, like something like, like that. Yeah, it. there's been this weird backlash. It's like you got your, your why you would your certain people not like Big Bang Theory? I don't know. <laughs> oh kind of man, thing. Uh, no, bird. no, boo. I like. I hit it with my axe. I like what they're doing with that. I don't like Big Bang Theory, and it's nothing having to do. <laughs> you can't even compare the two. Oh, I think I can. <laughs> I think you're wrong. <laughs> Chris Albrecht is building Camelot at Stars. 
In his, huh? in his first series order since Albrecht took the reins as president and CEO of the Pay Cable Channel, they've greenlighted a contemporary retelling of the Arthurian legend from a producing team that encompasses four countries, the U.S., U.K., Ireland, and Canada, and is led by Oscar-winning producer Graham King and the Tudors, Masterminds, Morgan Sullivan, and Michael Hurst. The 10-episode Camelot, slated to premiere in the first half of 2011, marks the first project of King's recently launched GKTV. It uses Thomas Mallory's 15th century compilation, Le Mort d'Arthur, often considered the definitive work of the legend of King Arthur as a starting point for a take on the tale that looks to weave authenticity into a narrative relatable contemporary audiences in the vein of Showtime's The Tudors. Does it have a bitchin' rock soundtrack? I'll bet it's not. The t- the t- why? Because of... A Knight's Tale? Oh. <laughs> really? Uh, no, I don't... I'm just, no. I just can see what they're going to do. Or they'll hip-hop it up or some shit. No, they're, they're going to make it hey, like the Tudors. Hey, let's put some hip-hop in it. No, no, not they'll if it's in the hands of the Tudors. Like, they'll, they'll treat it right. It won't be like First Night with Sean Connery and... and uh, It'll be like... It'll oh, be, have you seen that, 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 Richard that... Richard uh, Gere, thank you. Robot Yo, chicken. You'll be all the night now, you dog. That, that robot chicken table be round? No, it's a table be round. It's a Baby Got Back parody, and they actually got mixed a lot to do it. It's really funny. Well, Table B if it's round. anything like the Tudors, if it's anything like the way that the Tudors is done, then I'll be happy with it because I'm really happy with the Tudors. The uh, new season premieres Same Sunday, producers. April 11th on Showtime. Can't wait. Nice. I believe that's the final season. Isn't it? Yep, final it's season. Final, really? Yeah. They're only going four seasons. Yeah. Why? By choice. Oh. They're, they're done with the story. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say there's there's not a lot more to tell historically, yeah, even though they, they 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 do take some creative license with the story. Yeah, but there's only so much creative license. Spoiler you can take. alert! Right, the king dies. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks. <laughs> they should do something cool. Like at the end, he just gets captured by aliens. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny? if Wasn't he go, expecting he, that. And he goes <laughs> to the future to help Bill and Ted. With their presentation. Oh, that's that's the proposal for the fifth season, is that he goes up and he gets captured by the aliens, and they're like, welcome, welcome to alien space. We have tried to provide for you. Here is nourishment. But all they feed him is beans, because they think that's what humans like to eat. And he just keeps, he just gets terrible gas all the time. He's like, and they're like, oh, the human makes a horrible smell. He's like, what did you expect? I'm a tutor. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Wow, you're at your worst today. <laughs> but I don't think the aliens sound like that. I think they sound like this. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> sixth grade Paul Mattingly. I'm a tutor. I eat beans and then I let go. I pass wind. I break funny out the rears. And I got tutors. I break funny out the rears. Well, there we go. Tutor. You can tutor and tutor and toot. Oh my god. Anything to distract him? You know, you're right. I I think it's time for the big list. Oh, oof. I think I just put a crown jewel in my breeches. The big list. Before the big list. list, You know, I I have to mention something. Okay, Okay, what? Um, Something just launched today. It's called Game Crush. Have you heard about this? Yes, I have. No, tell me about it. I can't believe this isn't news. Uh, Game Crush. Okay, here's the basics. Uh, do you find yourself logging into your Xbox Live account only to play video games with your male friends or male strangers? Do you yearn for the soft caress of a female voice over your Xbox headset? Well, there's a new social service called Game Crush. Uh, it's launching uh, Tuesday, uh, today, we're, we're recording this on a Tuesday, where guys can pay girls to play video games with them. 
but there's there's big air quotes around that. It's basically phone sex on your headset. It Maybe <laughs> it is. It is. It's 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 seriously. It's well, like hey, so all the lonely gamers who wish they could play Modern Warfare Two with a hot girl are in luck because you if you want to pay eight twenty five or five hundred credits, uh, each game six to ten minutes costs four hundred credits, leaving guys with a hundred credit tip or so. You're, you're right. Save it it's phone sex. It's session. phone sex, dude. It's pretty much phone sex. It's over phone only sex. the lonely. Only the lonely gamers can play. Gotta be over eighteen. <laughs> Xbox game sessions last ten minutes. Flash games. Over 18 right there says it. I ain't spending hours to get my wiener. Oh, really? Because you know what? I just logged on. I went to Game Crush right now, and you know what it says? We apologize. We have been overwhelmed by the interest (laughs) in Game Crush and smoking servers to prove it. We're working on a fix, and we're very sorry for the inconvenience. So first day, they're overwhelmed by gamers who really want to play with other gamer girls. Gamers will always find a new way to wank, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll tell you what this is right now. It's going to be a whole bunch of those stupid webcam chicks on here. Saying, hey, hey, we're playing World Modern Warfare 2. Why don't you go over to my site after this and uh, pay $5 a minute. You're right. And you can see my boobies. Yep. That's what it is. <laughs> that's I'll it. tell you one better. Brilliant. Brilliant. Someone we know got head while he was playing video games. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what? what you Who? Where Who do you think? Where did Online? you go? Where did you go? What are you even talking he about? He was getting yeah. head while he was playing video games. Well, that's... But, okay. Dude, was he paying that for happened. it? No. A- A25 well, an hour? Congratulations, Yay. then. Yeah, whoop did it. Okay. Real life score achieved. It happens a lot. <laughs> um, okay, well, that was new to me. It happens. <laughs> if you'd like to give Jeff head, write us <laughs> comments on the <laughs> I'd be scared of those replies. Uh-oh. <laughs> even more reason. <laughs> <laughs> It improves your gamer score. It does. I bet you Steve Biggs writes in. <laughs> <laughs> but before I do a list, I do want to throw a few things that are going out there as far as like the geek community calendar goes. Yeah. Uh, just again, Xanadu is happening this weekend at Suncoast. So if you're into uh, sci-fi and fetish wear, you're good to go. Huh? I can't believe they combined the fetish wear stuff with the Xanadu. Man, I want to see it just for that. <laughs> And also, the library has given us a little something this next month in April. Uh, Harvey Picar and uh, Allison Becknell of Fun Home Fame will be doing a graphic novel presentation. Ooh. The actual library, folks. What not day the is that? Club. This is at the uh, the main Clark County Library on Flamingo. This what? is on uh, April twenty fourth. So Harvey Picar and uh, Allison I Becknell. Really want to go to that. And uh, then again, at um, 4.30, uh, the 30th of April, David Sedaris will be giving a talk. My so. wife's birthday. So uh, if you're looking Try for some fun, that. there's some good stuff. And uh, not far of a drive here, uh, Burbank, California, at the Airport Marriott. Great things happen at the Airport Marriott. <laughs> wow, there's a book title. On ap- April 9 through 11th. Monster Palooza is happening. The big monster convention oh, is going wow. on. Dude, we gotta go. Monsters? We gotta go get some footage. Of Ninth that. through eleventh. So uh, we gotta they're... get footage of that. So there's some of the happenings coming up this coming month. Foreign correspondent. Yep. So uh, if you get some happenings, write yep. to us comments uglycouchshow.com. Doug, and, that's uh, your we'll, responsibility. We can throw it right into the community calendar. And going on as promised. The Big List. The Big List. Hey, there we go. Big List time. Yay. Today's Big List brought to us by uh, the Daily List, a la Topless Robot. The Undeniable Similarities Between Nerds and Sport Fans by TJ Deach. Oh. Okay. Hit me. I'm Num- both, so let me see. Number six, love of themed T-shirts. I like themed T-shirts. Have you noticed that romantic comedy fans don't run around in Valentine's Day T-shirts? Sure, within the last few years, geeky t-shirts have become more popular. 
but sport fans have had us beaten in that department for decades. That's true. That is true. You can buy a jersey of any player from any team of any major sport in either their name or yours online somewhere. Not to mention basic team shirts across the board. Too bad you can't just order up a shirt of your favorite character, Barry. Which would be? Which would be the uh, creature from the gate. <laughs> I have a jersey with my name on it. Number so, five. I have both. A love of gatherings of fellow nerds. Yeah, yeah. Nerds just started getting the idea in the last 30 or 40 years with conventions for everything from comics and Star Trek. You throw on your favorite t-shirt, costume, overly expensive food, stand in line for the bathroom even though you're probably a dude, look at the people dressed up in full-fledged costumes sideways, enjoy your obsession in the company of like-minded individuals. Sounds like a convention to us. Or at least a Pittsburgh Steelers game. There you go. The comparisons get even closer when you take sports memorabilia and card conventions... Well, they're both swimming in unwashed masses trying to get signatures of has-beens. That's true, but we're missing something. What's that? Okay, so we got the memorabilia. Mm-hmm. We've got the conventions, because, you know, sports arenas, things are like conventions. I got yeah, those conventions more. have been going on since long before sci-fi conventions. Nerd bars. Where are the nerd bars? We well, closed down the only one that yeah, I knew of. There was sports. <sighs> there's, there's a barcade in New York. Okay. They're out there. Isn't there's there... a few. Isn't there that uh, the uh, steampunk one you were telling me about? Oh, that's not a nerd. That's not really what about a the Geiger bar. bar. It's pretty oh, awesome. Yeah, the Geiger bar. Uh, the Edison in downtown LA is tits up rad. I love it. <laughs> he said rad. He said yeah, tits up. Right. Um, it's steampunky. I don't know if it's a nerd bar per se. I mean, I wouldn't go in there with a bunch of nerds wearing nerd t-shirts. You kind of have to dress nice. There's a few horror pubs in London. Oh, really? Yeah. You better write them down for me as I go on my fabulous Wiener tour, tour of England. <laughs> Marlboro Head. That's the first one you're going to have to check out. It's All like right. a mad scientist basement. You'll love it. Dude. Sweet. I'm going to be in London in a couple you days. My gotta, cousin's out. Just, off, go just off Hyde Park, man. you got to go there. See cool. if there are monster wieners. <laughs> for you. The uh, bathrooms for are behind everyone. secret doors behind the bookcases. Neat. And there are monster sounds pumped into the bathroom. Nice. Are you fucking with me? Are you serious? This is serious. I'm serious. I was oh my God, I have to go there a few years ago. It's great. I happened to cross it by accident. That's awesome. Looked like a regular pub to me from the outside. Number four, obsessive attention to facts and dates. Yep, true. Detroit yes. Tiger Ty Cobb held the record for the most stolen bases at 892 until 1977 when Billy Hamilton came along and broke that record. The more obsessed the fan, the more intricate the knowledge. Hey, everyone. Everyone knows who the first appearance was in Incredible Hulk number 88, sorry, 181. I don't. It was Wolverine. Was it? But did you know he appeared in one panel in 180? It's just a slippery slope of pouring over price guides, biographies, other books that put you further and further away from the touch of the opposite sex. Number three, irrational hatred of people who love a slightly different version of what you love. <laughs> True. Have you ever been the one DC fan in a room full of rabid Marvel zombies? Have you ever Marvel felt, zombies? I resent that. You ever feel the walls are closing in no matter how concisely or passionately you argue the merits of Batman over Captain America? <laughs> it's the exact same thing when you show up wearing a Yankees hat at a Red Sox game. There you go. Watch your back because both sides have been known to get violent for no good reason. Mm. Like that dickwad that bumped into me because I was oh, wearing yeah. the Chiefs hat at the Chargers game. Yeah. They're everywhere. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah, the, the, we, I took Todd to his very first ever football game a few years ago, and, you know, we were rooting for the Chiefs. The Chiefs lost, 
And as Didn't we're matter. leaving, still wanted to beat the my dickhead ass. Chargers games were like, yeah, yeah, suck it, yeah. And they literally slammed both of us. Uh, well, he slammed you into a trash can. Well, they slammed me into you, actually. Oh, okay. And then I guess I hit the trash can. <laughs> so, yeah, can. it was a trash can. Yeah, I never understood that about sports people. And they say... And it's like, talk about sore winners, you know? They get physically our violent. Team, our team, yeah. our team, uh, we You accomplished won. nothing. We did this. We, we, we? What the fuck did you do? You, you did sat nothing. on your ass and ate Cheetos. We didn't do shit. Yeah. <laughs> we won. Oh, we, we paid their salaries. Yeah, <laughs> That's basically whatever. what it comes down to. <laughs> Nothing. Now, when I talk about video games and we talk about comics and all like geek shit, I don't say we. I say, ah, they did this. I bought the comic. I watched this. They starred in it. Yeah. Ain't no we. It's no. all semantics. Moving on. It's although, although that does get a little furry when some people get involved with Star Wars versus Star Trek. Just saying. It's still not we. Yeah. Sometimes it is we for some yeah. of these people. Well, those people, yeah, those people are, are wrong. Sick. Yeah. Just like the sick people that ran into me. Yeah. Number two, cosplay. Yeah. What? what, what? Mm, T-shirts yeah. are one thing. Yep. They're easy to buy. Don't involve veering into societal norms too strangely. Cosplay a whole different beast for nerds. Entails dressing as favorite character, animes, blah blah blah. But it's different in in sports. These are dudes that aren't satisfied with wearing the $75 jersey, but go for the face paint and the crazy color-coded outfit. Looks like they've been crafted by some New York City's more creative homeless people. Yep. Hey, at least nerdy characters won't get you a second look out in the real world, but face paint doesn't cut the mustard anywhere. I disagree. I disagree in the comparison <laughs> because cosplay is uh, someone trying to recreate an elaborate costume that was featured somewhere else. Face paint and the guys doing all that, they're just like, Showing the team spirit type of thing, and they're not recreating a specific thing. Some of them are making original things, though. Like, you got that barrel guy who just died a couple mm-hmm. of weeks yeah. ago. Who was a big, they're all doing their own thing. No, and that Some fits right into your whole thing. theory of us versus them. We won the game. Me in the face paint. We did it. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. It's cosplay, dude. Yeah. They joined their team. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because cosplay is recreating established costumes. They're not recreating established costumes. Just like the fat... I call shenanigans. Just like the... Not always. People make up their own costumes mm-hmm. that have nothing to do. We see them at Comic-Con all the time. And those true. people are idiots. No, they're not. Like the Harry Potter me, Jedis. You're telling me... Uh, yeah. You're telling me Stormtrooper Elvis is an idiot? He's a pimp. <laughs> He's a pimp supreme. <laughs> There's a reason his costume isn't... A, isn't uh, like, official part of the 501st, because his costume is nothing to do... With anything. It's Except, it's everything to do together. with awesomeness. So what you're saying, he's not nerdy enough. No, I'm saying he's too nerdy. Oh, I don't know if you're not putting him in the 501st. I think he might be the winner here. I don't know. It's, just, <laughs> it's, a, it's a very hairy little line. <laughs> you're a hairy little line. Your mom's a hairy line. Number one, undying loyalty, even when it should probably die. Yeah. Any part of fandom is thrill of victory, but you probably shouldn't go to the Mets game if they're losing 15 seasons in a row. Well, Same thing goes with X-Men 3 and 4. I'm just going to throw this out there for Paul's benefit. I do enjoy the Series V. Uh-huh. you got problems. you got mental handicap. I do, I you guess. You have a real problem. Like it. You're a dingbat. Aliens. Well, 50% girls. of us like the new V, so... Well, 50% of us are dead-ass wrong, because that show is a stinking turd. I will stand by that until <laughs> the day I croak. That new V is garbage. It's, that is... Wait, how many episodes have you seen? Three. And they're dirt water. How many were there all together? There were four. Well, dirt that, water. That pretty much sums it up. I got his side. Uh, huh? I'm saying you, you gave it a fair shot. Yes, I gave it a... Man, 
It is dirt water bones. Paul doesn't give anything a fair shot. He makes up his mind within the first twenty minutes of a program. I wanted that show to be good. I love Alan Tudyk. I love him. You got the lady whose name I forget, Juliet from Lost. I wanted her to rock and roll. You got what's her head from Serenity. You got a whole half of Serenity is on that fucking thing. Half of Fireflies on that show. But I'm gonna tell you right now, it's a P O S. It's terrible. It's terrible, terrible, terrible. Predictability. Boo hiss. God damn, it's a terrible show. Oof. Oof. You stand in that. B- okay. That bitch goes, <laughs> Where's my kid? I wonder. Oh, but he's down at that rally. So she shows up and she stands in front this. of the barrier. Again with this. I don't care. She stands in front of that barrier and she's like, Hey, Billy, Billy, where are you? And, and the cop's like, No, nope, you can't go looking for your kid. She's like, F that noise. Cop turns his back. Oh, I'm going to jump under the barrier. She's three more feet into the area that she was calling his name from. Billy, Billy. Yeah, Bob, I'm right here. Couldn't see me three feet ago, could you? Blah, 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 blah. What's the matter? Your V glass is not working? Dingle, dingle, dingle. Blugga, blugga, blugga. Hey, we're all fish people under our skin. Look at it. Look how it happens. So no, what, nobody knows about it. Nobody so knows. what you're saying. Nobody knows, but nobody knows. What, what you're saying is not as good as the original V. Man, that original V is terrible too. But <laughs> yeah. it's funny. It's funny by now. It's funny, but it also has some cutting edge visuals and some interesting stuff going for it. That the V of today does not. Anyway, boo hiss. No, number three: irrational <laughs> hatred of people who love a slightly different version of what they love. <laughs> <laughs> All right, actually, a little bonus, little small list here because I was very amused by this. Bonus so, uh, list. Little bonus list. Superman's 10 Strangest Battles with Non-Superheroes. Oh, I remember some of these oh, I know what's They're coming ridiculous. Up. So number, I know what's coming up. This is not a particular order here. This is just throwing them out <laughs> there. So here's number up. one, Muhammad Ali. What? Superman versus Muhammad the Ali. The fight to save warriors from Star Warriors. Superman versus Muhammad Ali. Yep. Don't they have a statue of this now? Ali wins, doesn't he? I don't know. Ali. I don't know. I, remember I don't want to spoil any of these because these are probably all brilliant. <laughs> number two, The Terminator versus Superman. I remember that what? one. I think I owned that one what? at one point. I, it was so ridiculous I had to buy it. <laughs> I love versus stuff, but that's ridiculous. Number three, Superman versus the Y2K bug. <laughs> or Superman Y2K. <laughs> number four, versus H.R. Geiger's Aliens. Yep, I remember that one, too. Oh, I remember that one, too. Now, this one's a little more obscure. Fantastic. Number five, versus the KKK. What? <laughs> what? Now, they this, did that? This, one, ha- this huh? one happened on the Superman radio show, and in real life... Thanks to the anti-KKK research the writer named Stanton Kennedy did. As the storyline progressed, the show exposed many of the KKK's more guarded secrets by revealing everything from code words to rituals. The program completely stripped the clan of its mystique. Ooh. And within two weeks of the broadcast, KKK recruitment was down to zero. And by 1948, people were showing up at clan rallies just to mock them. Superman actually did it. Wow. Well, you know, cool. and that's fitting given his creators... Yeah, we're Jewish. Oh, I owned this one too. <laughs> and and just as strong, number six, Superman versus Predator. So Ugh. I saw that. I was like, fitting, oh. given the Predator is Jewish. And of course, you knew this one had to exist. <laughs> what? Predator's Super- <laughs> not Jewish. I think he is. Superman. I think, I think you just need to watch the movie again. Well, this fights is Superman versus Hitler and Tojo. Yeah. Oh my god! So, I, I remember that was one of those obscure things, like all the. the I know war. what's coming. I'm just waiting for it. Number eight, it's Superman slap, versus a snowman. <laughs> Huh? The Wizard of Winter. The Wizard of Winter. <laughs> what was this? For the this, 70s? Is a, this is an old. This is actually 1948 Ashton, 1948, Ashton oh, comic. Oh boy! So. In 99, Jerry Lewis. 
Although technically this is a collaboration, but you can't can't resist. Superman meets Jerry Lewis. Not nineteen ninety nine. Oh, I thought it was going to be Superman. Well, no, no, no. This, this is oh, this is obviously the, this the Jerry 60s. Lewis oh, number ninety nine. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, and the is. final one, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Now, I just want to read the, the, the balloon text for Superman Please. here. As long as Skeletor magically controls me, I must attack He-Man, and that means I could die. What? What? Hey. Duh. What? <laughs> Duh. Bull. I call bullshit. Oh, do you? Yeah. Do you really? Uh, yeah. Someone tell me, by quickly glancing at the page... What is the castle behind there? That is Castle Grayskull. Well, now, I, I contrary to its nomenclature... Superman is what, vulnerable to magic. Contrary to its nomenclature, what color might Castle Grayskull be? Green? Yes, and uh, there's a certain other rock formation that gives a little bit of trouble to a certain Kryptonian. What is that substance known as? Would that be cocaine? It's fucking <laughs> kryptonite. Rock and chances cocaine. are that that very s- castle... Grayskull is made of none other than kryptonite. It would explain all the magical powers inside there and the way the sorcerers can manipulate time and space. It uses all the blah, 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 blah. It comes down to Superman's vulnerable to magic. Period. Superman's That's vulnerable true. He's never been to good with magic. Yeah. And it, and it Captain does. Captain Marvel, that was, the, that was the entire explanation for Marvel or for DC versus uh, Mortal Kombat, a game which I just threw into play again the other day, and it holds up. R- Immensely well. Saw Love your that man. fucking game. And for bonus points, what was Skeletor's castle? What was that named? That is called Snake Mountain. Thank you. I had nice. that. Snake Mountain. I had that. Which was originally owned by that King Hiss and Snake Man, of course. No, no, no. That microphone of Snake, Snake Mountain. Mountain yeah. microphone. I don't remember that. Yeah. That so awesome. so I once again, it does officially put DC continuity together with Masters of the Universe. So yes, Masters of the Universe does Forever work ruining in the community. everything good. Man, Master Universe is real, so just let it be. <laughs> Again, I say, I got a snake mountain for you to climb. Whoa! <laughs> you're <laughs> so, so do you have anything to say out there? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. And don't forget to watch The Ugly Couch Show, where we tell you what to read, watch, and play. Oh, okay. So in the retail section, under the roller coaster, you got ties, ties. Oh, hit you the stop sell, button. You can uh. sell themed ties. And then they would flap in the wind as you're riding a roller coaster. For God's sakes, end this. <laughs> I am Master Torgo. Dr. The famous Paul. The 80s Jeff. And we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Oh, my God. <laughs> my head hurts. Hot dogs, hot dogs. Who bloomers? There will be one last chance to save Julie from the conversion chamber. And Diana's greatest wish may come true. The world will at last witness the birth of Robin's baby.